Hi, this is Adam Carolla. I want to thank you for supporting this podcast on the Corolla Digital Network. Everyone here at Corolla Digital is very proud of the shows that we put out every week and are excited about the future of our network. However, a patent troll is threatening that future by suing us. We need to fight back and beat the troll down. If we go down, all the other shows on the other networks you've grown to love are going to go down next. Visit fundanything.com forward slash patent troll to donate and find out other ways that you can help beat the patent trolls. Thank you and mahalo. This is Corolla Digital. Hey, you guys, it's me, Allison. I just want to say thank you so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing, which, let's face it, you do, tell a friend. You can listen to us all sorts of places. A couple of them would be iTunes or AllisonRosen.com. Hello, my little butterscotch panna cottas. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm Allison. Hello, Gary. Hey, Allison. Hello, Chris. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that a, a, a hesitant hello because you're sitting at a different microphone than normal? It, I'm not used to going after Gary, so I was I know. looking away. I was, okay, so here's the deal. Matt is not here for this episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and... It even gave me pause to look over there, and I and I think I it took me a second to pull the name Chris because I'm just so used to Matt coming next. I'm sitting, yeah, I'm sitting at the end of the uh, the table here, right? So yeah, you get the head on. Uh, you like what you see? It works for me. Oh, good. Hello, Jenna. <laughs> hello, and hello, Caitlin. Hello. <laughs> if I if love that. it were possible for it to be. For Kaylin to be getting even more Kaylin-y? He is. He is. <laughs> You're owning I, it. I do it the same way every time now just because of how you all laugh at it. So <sighs> oh. I pretty much guarantee that I'll keep doing it that way until it's not funny anymore. So <laughs> Thank you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it does seem... Well, it's interesting that he's saying he's holding it at a constant. To me, it feels like it's, it's getting more intensely Kaylin. Yeah. I just or, want to be able to... T- Hello. How do you do that? It sounds. Uh, I, don't I don't know. It, it's, it's like just you. Like the Simpsons, their voices, like at the earlier episodes, and then they really found, that, you know, they ham it up. Yeah, who they were later on. Or interestingly, the reverse on Friends, which we talked about for just one second on the last episode, which is not enough. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but in the first season, Rachel's voice was different than like it turned. It was very like high pitched and kind of shrill, and I feel like Phoebe also, Phoebe, yeah, all of them were more caricatures near the beginning, except for Joey was less of a caricature at the beginning. But then near the end, they all became caricatures again. I feel like this is a graph someone could make. Yeah, it's like a BuzzFeed thing someone could do. Yes, yeah. Chris, you seem quiet. Oh no, no, I I, I agree. I I told you what you're talking about. It's like Joey got a lot dumber and yes. more slapsticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. he was almost sort of like a hunk at the beginning. Well, he's, he, he was, was always a hunk, yeah. but yeah, he was like yeah, he was like the the hunk, the heartthrob, right? <laughs> but then yeah, but then at the end, they all kind of became caricatures again. It kind of always happens on sitcoms. 
Like for a few seasons, they're just like the perfect character. And then they start like running out of things or things get crazier or the plot lines get more twisted. And then the characters become more like crazy. Another mm-hmm. another character that went the way the Joey was Eric Matthews <laughs> the in uh, yes. Boy World. He got he was like he was the older brother and he was like the cool older brother and just became dumber. Then he became like the idiot goofy. older brother. Yeah. yeah. Homer Simpson, too. Yep. And on Married with Children, now this might be before everyone's time. Is it? Did nope. you guys watch Married with Children? I'm aware of Married with Children. Well, I know, but um, <laughs> I think that Kelly didn't start out a total bimbo. Right. Mm. Yep. That's right. She just turned into that. Mm. Yeah, um, so Kalen, Kalen, I mean, he has a lot going for him. We, we don't know what, <laughs> it, what he's going to turn into. There's a backpedal in Seinfeld, though. The first episode, Kramer is like way over the top crazy and they seem to have like toned him down after that really yeah i'm gonna have to see that to see yeah, I what remember I think, that i, I think of him as pretty top. crazy yeah. yeah he's like the first the pilot episode he's like way over the top if you rewatch it again you'll you'll see it hmm. i'm gonna go do that we're gonna we're gonna be seeing this you know in years and when caitlin's hello is totally different like i oh, remember how he used to say hello right and he'll try to find it, but he won't be able yeah, to. He can't, he can't hit it anymore. <laughs> While he's having like some kind of pedicure or something. Mm-hmm. That's how I imagine this happening. When all of us, <laughs> sure. when all of us are cashing in our Allison Rosen is your new best friend bucks. Oh yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, I'll be spending bucks. on pedicures. Yeah. <laughs> is that a question or a statement? I'm not sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um. Uh oh, brain fart. It's this thing that happens to me. You should yawn. Yeah, your your brain needs air. I know. I think you're right. So really though, that's that's just that's still all just theory. Nobody really knows why we on, right? Is that a is there like an actual reason? I thought it was so because your body needed a little extra oxygen. I yeah, I don't know what the science behind this article I read, which I mentioned on the last episode, about people yawning because it like regulates your the temperature of your head or your brain. I don't know what the science is, but it works for me because people always think it's because I'm tired or bored and it's not that. It's cuz the motor that is my yeah. brain. I don't think it's I don't think it's lack of oxygen because I could just hold my breath and then I wouldn't just start yawning, right? True. Oh, maybe I would. Maybe I don't you know. would. Yeah. I won't try it, but you Chris, know. shut up. She's trying to justify yawning during the show. Just let her go. Okay. Thank you very much. No, yawn all you Just want. I don't, I'm not. I'm going to now have to yawn a lot. Go ahead. <laughs> Here I go. Right. No, no. Yes, no. I don't know. You know who? <laughs> you know who sneezes in a way that is sort of like the sneezes we've talked about. I realize this is a real, a real uh, rapid subject change. But Natasha Legero was in here recently mm-hmm. with Moshe Kosher. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna have to share that story. <laughs> Um, and they're Great. delightful. And he's, I, I was familiar with her and I knew she was very funny, but I wasn't as familiar with him. And he is super funny. Yeah. Um, I was very charmed by the two of them. But anyway, she sneezed a couple times and I don't, she kind of did the like, like very cute sneezes, mm. two fake ones before a real one. And I have the sometimes fake out sneeze, which is not intentional. It's just like I go, and then nothing happens. And then I sneeze. I don't know what that is. It's like my body is just blowing off extra sneeze energy before the real sneeze. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't know. know I don't think either. I do that. Yeah, I, I do say at you. I don't know why, but it just feels better. Like I'll purposely say at you when I sneeze. You do? Yeah. Oh man. I know that's weird. I don't care. I I will do it. I think I kind of do that. There's there's a there's definitely two syllables. Yeah. 
Kaylin, I don't think we know how you sneeze. Depends if there's people around. Oh, interesting. Mm, plot mm-hmm. thickens. If nobody's around, then it is just a loud, very loud sneeze. You cover your mouth? I, I don't hold back, no. I don't no. even do anything. You let yeah. that thing fly. Oh, it totally. Even if you're in front of your computer and you might spit all over your computer screen? I'll turn my head to I'm side. looking forward to going home and sitting on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> Not the worst thing on our couch, Gary. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> what does that mean? I love I candles. Mean, I don't know, but that's it, my no. couch. God damn it. <laughs> Yeah, how how is the apart how's apartment living going? Do you guys have a bit a big place? Uh, I, yeah, it's it's very comfortably sized. I would say Chris just saw it. What do you think? It's it, yeah, it's very nice. I was very very impressed. It's beautiful. I love it. The upstairs is nice. <laughs> the compliments keep getting better. The upstairs is nice. Better. That means you have a duplex. No, it's just a. I thought a duplex was like two units on the same property. Oh, that means you have two floors. Yes, that's cool. Yeah. Are the bed are both bedrooms on one floor the and sideways correct. duplex? Bedrooms upstairs with just a little hall in between and nothing else, and then the living area is all downstairs. That's neat. Do you have two bathrooms? We have three, two and a half bathrooms. Wow! We have, wow! We each have a full bath in our bedroom, which is awesome. You have a spare toilet, so it's like you have yep. two master bedrooms. Yeah, that's cool. That sounds great. Yeah, I was really lucky. What do you use the half bath for? Going to the bathroom when we're watching TV downstairs. You have a TV <laughs> bathroom. You have a TV toilet. I guess. I love that. Makes sense. All right. And so how do you, what are your sneezes like if you're in public? Contained. Is it painful? No. Just <laughs> contained. You know, uh, put elbow in the mouth. I always go elbow in the mouth or shirt. Elbow in the mouth? Like this? Yeah. That's oh, inside of the do. elbow. <laughs> no, outside. <laughs> I didn't understand. He's so complicated. He can sneeze into his elbow. That's where you're supposed to sneeze, right? Yeah. Like the, the inside. Yeah, yeah, the inside of your elbow. God, yeah. I'm still sneezing. I'm still doing yesterday's sneeze. Hands. Yeah, Whoa. they say now, like on the, all the health, you know, like the pictures. Right. And if you have a cold, like it's always a picture of this now. Sometimes I'll cough there. But if I'm going to sneeze, I think it's always my hands. Are people looking at me like I have no manners if I do that? No. no. Maybe. <laughs> oh. Wow. A naysayer. Um, all right. So without Matt here, we can really delve into Chris. What's going on with you? Uh, wow. Okay. Um, nothing. I'm, just, I'm, I'm working a ton. Uh, we just finished shooting the movie, which I'm really happy that that's over. Uh, we, we did the behind-the-scenes uh, footage for that. Um, which so- is going to be a... DVD, like who's going to see the behind, behind the scenes? I think, yeah, I think it's going to be in the DVD. I mean, yeah, I don't know where, where else it would be. Um, but uh, yeah, just here, I'm here a lot working, and that's pretty much it. Uh, trying, you know, trying music stuff still, trying to write songs, things like that. How's this rap party going to be? I got my little invite. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. It, it could be good. Oh, I guess I could go now. I wasn't, we were, I was supposed to go to uh, Sonoma this weekend, but it got, came, or Adam's too tired, so he. Or he had Matt email everybody like, hey, I'm sorry, but we're not going anymore. Wait, let me get this straight. So Adam was intending to not go to his own rap party? Yeah. I still, He might still might not even go. But yeah, that was, that was the plan. Like, So I thought it was weird too. But because uh, movie crews, everybody, you know, it's like freelancer jumping from film to film. So you want to have the rap party like right after you rap because they got, they got a job the next week. Um, so yeah, so that's the only time they had it. And Adam had a race. But yeah, he just canceled it. So maybe he'll go. Maybe I'll go. Wow. I didn't even think about that. 
For like 10 to 15 seconds in the beginning of that rap party conversation, I was sure you meant rap music and was like so excited to hear about this. So was I. Sorry. It could still be that. Chris, when's your... When's the other thing that you're going to that you're super excited about? Tell them about that. What other thing? The thing out in Reseda. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so <laughs> I'm going to – he's laughing. Uh, it's uh, No, I just – I want to let you tell the story. I know you're excited about it. There's a thing it. called PWG, which is like an independent wrestling – Like it's like pro wrestling, but it's independent. Uh, wrestlers, it, it's like it's not pro wrestling. It's like where they go before the pros, or maybe something after. I don't know. It, yeah, it's like it's like indie rock. You're going to like a club instead of a theater to watch a band play. Um, and yeah, it's just like a bunch of dudes just yelling uh, chants and, and watching dude other guys just wrestle, and it's amazing. I I went a couple. I went like last year. A friend has been begging me to go. It, it only happens a couple times a year, and he was begging me to go. And I always said no. I don't want it. It sounds lame. And then one time I just did it just to check it out, and I had a blast. So I uh, and now I am a fan. And I want to go. Keep going. What's so fun about it? It's just like a bunch of dudes. Uh, it's like watching a sports game. I, I, that's not the way to, to start off. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching sports by me or you know theater because you know it's all fake, whatever. Um, but it's just fun watching guys just flip flip around. <laughs> Gosh, there's no way to make this sound cool. Um, <laughs> Are I, there? Do they wear like homemade costumes? No, or I mean, is it you more can, professional you can, than that. It's more professional than that. Okay. It, it's at an American Legion hall. Uh, it's funny. Like, for instance, uh, last time I went, this guy goes up and he's like this old man who owns a place, and everyone knows him because they go every, you know all the time. They're just you know cheering for him, and he he just he gets up there and he's like, "All right, well, um." There, uh, we've been getting a lot of people peeing in the parking lot, and we just, you know, we want to, we want to just let you guys know if you could just use the bathrooms in here and not pee. And then all of a sudden, someone in the back is just like, "Let us pee, let <laughs> us pee." And then the whole place just erupts into a "Let us pee" chant, and it's just like stuff like that. Or there's a guy who's a wrestler's name, his last name is O'Reilly. So while he's wrestling, it just gets really quiet. And then once again, someone in the back just goes like. Oh 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 O'Reilly, <laughs> and then everyone just screams auto parts. Like it's it's just super nerdy stuff like that. But um, yeah, is it it's so fun. Nerds? No, <laughs> you said super nerdy. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, I mean, I would imagine the guys are pretty athletic, right? Yeah, I mean, that's guy, why you like it, right? Oh, those guys are ripped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys are real muscly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just like a bunch of guys like me, I guess. I don't know. Did you wrestle? Did I? No. Yeah, right. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I guess you don't know. Yeah. Excuse me. No, I didn't. I pole vaulted. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I was a pole vaulter in high school. I didn't. Uh, that was like my only sport. I always thought that would be fun because it looks like you kind of – here's a um, non-athletic person trying to describe something athletic. To but it looks like you get like launched up in the air. Do you? Yeah. That yeah. sounds fun. It, it is fun if you do it right. But it's really scary like if something bad happens like the pole could break or <gasps> – or uh, you know if you miss if you miss the plant things like that, but because you're you're really high. How high are you? Because we did like the high jump at my school and stuff like that, which is not it's like pole vaulting without the pole. I mean, in high school you get like ten, eleven feet in the air. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's fun. And plus, like I, you know, I'm not I'm not the tallest guy, so it was just like a, a sport where height really didn't matter. So it actually is. I think it's a disadvantage. To be super tall and do the pole vault. It might be, yeah. Because it's harder. You have harder. more body to yeah. get over that, <laughs> exactly. that bar. Have you done it, Jenna? No, but my – Alan's older brother 
did it in high school because no one else did it, so he could like win every time and then become like state champion in pole vaulting. That's no, kind of cool. No one else did it, but he's six five, and he said being that tall made it really hard. Yeah. So how do you do it? You go run with your pole, and then you run print it down, pole, and then what it? happens? And then you, you have to it, – it's a lot of upper body strength. Well, yeah, it depends on – depending on, like, what form you're using. But you just plant it, and then the pole will flex back. You kind of just use that momentum and the pole to, like, kind of launch you over the bar. Oh, and you hard. Hang, you hold on to the pole the whole time, right? Yeah, well, about – until you get to the top, and you have to, like, go and just let it kind of fling you over the, the bar. So, it, you know, it was really fun, but it was never really impressive. Like, not a lot of people really cared. Like, I think it's cool. Did you have your own pole? Uh, no, I used the school's poles. So, yeah, I had my own personal pole. See, I think if I were doing it, I would get lifted up off the ground like a foot and then I'd drop. I, think I'd, I don't think I'd be able to hang on to the pole. Well, you, you, I mean, you just, it, you just have to start. You start low, obviously. So, like, you'd start holding, like, the middle of the pole and then just work your oh. way to the end. And then before you can really... Really what does holding there. the middle of the pole do for you? Just just to work on the form and and just getting used to ha- you know letting a pole kind of d- uh, guide you over onto the, onto the mat. So I don't know, and, and it, a lot of it's a lot of it's in the running, like just the getting your steps right and running up there. But I mean, that's I, true because it's like it's weird how they yeah run. It, it is weird how they run. Yeah, and because uh. It really because the way like how long it depends on long the poles you have to hit that right and you have to be off, you have to be jumping off the correct foot and just make sure it's in the right place so measurement is is key. To what happens that. if you do it wrong? You get flung in the wrong direction or yeah, something? Yeah, totally. That sounds or awful. Or you miss or yeah, like and I've I've gone to the top and then like I missed and then it, I went up like so I was up like ten feet and then I just fall back <gasps> down onto the track things like that. Still holding onto the pole? Well, yeah. That's what I would do. <laughs> Well, I wouldn't even get that I would, far. I wouldn't let go but if I, I, if I knew I was going to hit that air. mat. Yeah. Yeah. Or some people would overshoot it and they just go past the mat. <gasps> yeah. But, I mean, if you, get, if you go back down part. onto the track side, do you hurt, you're, you're hurting yourself even though you're holding the pole, aren't you? Yeah. You're I mean, you can, you can slide down the pole or you can uh, – or you just, you just brace for impact <laughs> and you just go. Wait. When you plant the pole, is it stuck into something? Yeah. It's like a – it's like a little 90 degree, I think it's 90 degrees, or maybe like a little more obtuse than that. And then just, yeah, you just, it's like a little divot in the, oh, in the yeah. I thought so you were just like, that. like a um, pogo stick, just kind of. No, it's not a flat ground. Oh, gosh. Just, if that were true, people would be pole vaulting everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was it's like, yeah, it's like a, It's like almost like a curb, like a little little divot in the thing that you have to, that's why you have to aim it right. And right. And get your steps right and, and. But you know, the faster you go, the better you go. So it's it's tough. Kaylin, did you do athletics? Yeah, I played volleyball. Do you still? Nope. All right. <laughs> I wanted to, but I went to SMC after that, and I was commuting there from the valley, and so I couldn't make practices. So just just in high school, played a lot of racquetball with my dad too. Have you ever pole camp. vaulted? No. Because we have to go around Gary pole vaulting? Uh, I've tried it once, and I was not good at it. Did we have it at our school? We did when I was there. But I think it came, like, while I was there. Yeah, I don't remember any sort yeah. of pole vaulting. I had to take track to get out of taking a real class or something, so I did shot put and discus for a while. Shot put and discus? hmm Wow. I used to kind of like the shot put. Yeah, 
I and like the coach at the school like sat me down one day and was like, "You can put yourself through college with this." With shot put and discus. Yeah, and I looked at him and was like, "No," because <laughs> it just wasn't fun. Like, I don't know, it's just boring. The equipment is so heavy. Which coach was that? I can't remember his name. Hmm. He's a nice guy. I think we have an iTunes comment of the week, but first. Gary, because you didn't put yourself through college with shot put and discus, you might be uh, a little short on funds for dinner, and perhaps your dinners you know are stuck in a rut. Of course they are. All because you didn't <laughs> follow the path set out for you of becoming some kind of shot put and discus star. That's okay, though. Don't be sad about it because Blue Apron is here to spice up your dinners. Blue Apron is an awesome new service. What they do is they deliver gourmet recipes. So it's a recipe with step-by-step instructions to make a meal that was designed by a chef. It takes no more than 35 minutes. Um, But it's not like they just give you a recipe or card and then you have to go out and get all the ingredients. Oh, no, that would be silly. They send you everything you need to make a delicious dinner. So every single ingredient, herb, spice, liquid ingredient, uh, vegetable, meat, all of that, perfectly measured out in the exact portion you need. So you don't have to do that thing where you go to the store and you're like, I know I need some of this. I'm just going to buy more because I don't want to not have enough, et cetera. And then you waste money and you waste ingredients and all that. No, this is like it's uh, it's kind of idiot proof. Not saying you're an idiot. You're not an idiot. You're someone who enjoys delicious meals. At under 10 bucks a meal, that's why you, and that's including shipping. Uh, so it's more affordable than takeout. And here are just a few things that you can make with Blue Apron North African spice shrimp, roasted butternut squash, coconut curry salmon, homemade veggie burgers. There's so much stuff, and it is all good. Uh, you guys should visit blueapron.com to see what's on the menu this week. Listeners of this show can get their first two meals free. Go to blueapron.com slash Allison. Again, that's blueapron.com slash Allison. Cook incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash Allison. And I believe I told you guys about the time that I came home uh, and I walked through the door and I was like, something smells delicious. What's going on? Look at that. It's Daniel in the kitchen. He had gotten into the box of Blue Apron and was whipping up. A delicious meal. It was the tilapia. Um, excuse me. I'm rustling something. I should not be rustling anything right now. It was tilapia, and it was delicious. Thank you, Blue Apron. Okay, let's do an iTunes comment of the week. Allison wants your iTunes comments. Allison wants them. Yes, she does. Please leave her some iTunes comments, and don't forget to click five stars. All right, this week's iTunes comment of the week comes to us from Liz Pod, and it is titled, I love fake Teresa. I've been an Allison Rosen fan since her first day on the Adam Carolla show. When Allison, 1L, arrived, I was working for an extremely abusive boss, and I was miserable. We were not allowed to listen to podcasts, but music was permitted, but as I needed the ACS to get me through the day, I used earbuds and hit it. Sometimes Allison Witt is so sharp that I'd go from being so depressed that getting in a car crash on the way to work sounded more appealing than actually getting there to having to physically keep the laughter in my mouth with my hands. I'm really grateful for helping me get through the day. ARIYNBF is great. Allison is fantastic and can seamlessly adapt to her guests, be it light-natured banter, heart-wrenching tales of loss, or dealing with challenging guests who insist on doing bits. The Thursday show is even better. I love hearing how the fudge is packed. If I could ask anything of the show, it would be to add a news segment. I'd love to hear how the guys react to news stories, and it would make up for the aggravating truncation of the news on ACS. 
There used to be two segments per episode. When it was, then it was one, and now it gets cut further in favor of multiple guests. Why? Why? It's the best part of the show. Everyone knows that. Love what you're doing. <laughs> Thank you. That's very nice. Um, if you would like your comment to be an iTunes comment of the week, leave us a nice comment. Click five stars. It's my favorite number. And then perhaps we will read it. Um, but yeah, that is... Uh, thank you. That's a very nice comment. And I'm sorry that you had a horrendous, abusive boss, but I'm glad that you don't Couldn't listen, anymore. You, can't, you can listen to music, but you can't listen to podcasts? Is that... Yeah, it doesn't it? make any oh, sense. that's weird. Yeah. Oh, well, how can, how can people tell? Just look at your little device and see what you're listening to. If you're to. laughing, probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Funny music. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how they... I don't know. There's always sometimes like a little bit of... Of noise bleed, mm. or maybe it's just more the spirit of it, or maybe it was just a psycho boss who just made stupid rules to make stupid rules. I bet that's what it was. Yeah, that can be so demoralizing and crushing. It's the worst. Yes, I hate rules. You fuck the man. <laughs> no, I remember one time. This is not a funny story. It's just sad. It's sad slash pathetic. I remember, I was so unhappy in my job. And I was at like CVS or some drugstore afterwards and I'm like, I'm going to buy new pens and new pencils because maybe that'll make me happy to go to work tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> it didn't work. But, I, but, the sa- the, but, but the fact that I was reduced to like, I'll get a fun new pencil. Oh. That'll make me able to get through the day. And we're be- opposites. What? Because I love that. And that does help me. Well, normally it would help me. That's how bad the job was. Oh. So wait, you like school supplies and stuff? Yeah. I, I think I've said before I love office supplies. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Is it because you like feeling organized? Yeah. it's. It, uh, I have this problem where I spend way more time getting organized for a project than actually – it's like a way to avoid starting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, now I'm finally organized. Oh, wait. No, I need this one more thing and or I'll change the system. Like – I don't know, but it is, it just feels accomplishing and, and good to just get organized. Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I'm always doing that or cleaning my apartment. Like I can't work in a, in a place like this and I have to clean. Like I don't. I think it is just a way for me to avoid uh, avoid doing a project project or um, it, um, just trying to improve the process of it. I don't know. I used to have that. I used to before I had to write anything that I was turning in. I would be like, I can't, I can't write with my desk this messy, so I would have to clean it up. Yeah. But now I don't have that. I kind of wish I did <laughs> because now things can get – now I can work in any – in any work or not work in any environment. So I don't have that thing where I'm like, oh, i got to clean up. Um, but cleaning up always just meant putting things in piles. It wasn't ever actually <laughs> cleaning up anyway. But so wait. Are you pretty organized? Like is your house clean? Yeah. Yeah, it's really clean. Is your office here clean? Uh, probably not right now. I have cameras all over it. But uh, usually Compared I Compared to, to most other people here, yes. <laughs> Very. I like to – yeah, I like to stay organized. Um, do you throw stuff out often? Uh, yeah, I do now. It does feel better to be organized. Like, and see, I reject this idea that I think I've talked about this before. It's kind of ridiculous. It's part of the reason that I'm like anti-architects. Um, I feel because okay, I f- I want to be in a world where looks don't matter at all, and it's what's it's it's the essence of something or what's on the inside that matters. Cause that's sort of my feeling about, I wish that with people, that's how it was that, that looks didn't matter at all. It was what was inside a person that mattered. 
And so I think that I was like extrapolating that out into the world. And yet I totally had this awareness that, but I would much rather walk down a beautiful street than a really ugly street. So how can I square these two? And also I appreciate art and I, and beauty, so beauty and art. So why, why is that any different? And somehow it's like the combination of form and function. That's where I get uncomfortable, I think, because I feel like, well, with a building, it's really about what that building does for the people. It shouldn't be about how the building looks in an aesthetic sense or yeah. something. And yet I'm aware that – but all of this is like I, I'm aware that if I'm in an environment where things are nice and it's organized and everything is – you know has a place and it doesn't feel chaotic, I'm in a much better mood than if I'm, I'm in a shithole. So, you're, no, you're right. It uh, it does help. Like just things looking nice, uh, things yeah. looking clean. But uh, I am 100% function over looks, though. I do like function. Uh, like my apartment is it's clean, but it's boring. It's so boring. But that's just because I don't care. Just I have everything I need there, and then I just I. For instance, I I don't have a hamper. I uh, I throw my clothes in uh in a cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the truth. Like that's. I bet it smells good in there. Well, well. Well, I don't smell, uh, so it smells great. <laughs> uh, well, then. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so I, I just throw it all in, the, like, the bottom cabinet of my <laughs> of ironically, my, my towel, ca- the, ta- the place where you keep your towels. Like, mm-hmm. in the, um, yeah, so the bottom section is just for dirty laundry. And so, so then when the you... washing machine? Yeah. What? Where's the washing machine? Do you carry all your clothes over to the washing machine and then back? And- I, have, I, have a, I have a foldable basket. I fold up real, yeah. So then I unfold it, and it, it's like wire, and then, and then I throw all the clothes in there. And you could I, use that as a hamper. Well, it, it's too. It's like really short. It's like it's like, like two feet tall, and like, <laughs> I don't know, like three feet wide. So it's it's just too. No, I can't. All right. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I shut off my mouth. No, I can't. <laughs> I realized there was a story from before that. I wanted one of you to tell, which was about uh, Natasha and Moshe. Which, by the way, I've been pronouncing their names wrong in my head. After you said them, I was like, oh, good, great. I'll try to remember that's how you actually say their names. How have you been saying them? Uh, her last name, how did you say it? You said Legero? Yeah. I've always said Legero. Oh. oh. And what is the other name? Moshe Kasher. Moshe. Is it Kasher I think I said, like, Moshe Kasher. Okay. Kasher. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I think I, I, I said kosher, so I okay. had it wrong. It's kasher. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. now you know. I know. Thank you. All right. So who wants to tell that story? I think that one should be Chris. Well, it should be me, but that's just because I told you guys, but I wasn't actually there either. Um, Andrew, Nate's uh, married assistant, told me, <laughs> uh, the, like, he just came, comes up to me. He, he's so funny. But he, uh, He's he just, married, Chris. <laughs> so funny and handsome. He's so funny. <laughs> Uh, he just comes up to me and he's just like, oh, so funny thing happened, uh, today. I went up to Kalen and I, uh, I said, oh, because on Adam Kroll's show, we've been having guest hosts because Adam's filming his movie. So he said, oh, who are the guest hosts on, on Adam's show today? Now we should preempt this by saying that uh, around the, around the office here, when people have been asking who are the hosts, I've been saying it's a comedian, it's a duo of comedians who are also dating. They're yes. a couple. Okay. Okay. So. And their host, their guest host in the show. So Andrew just goes and asks him, "Oh, who's guest hosting the show?" And Kaylin's like, "I don't know, some lesbian couple." 
That did happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be crazy because they're interviewing Tito Ortiz. So I don't know what kind of... <laughs> but I don't know. Was, I thought it was hilarious. It, it, it was. <laughs> it was. All right. I think we have something in the hat. It's the Topic, Topic Sombrero. We asked for Topic Sombrero. We asked for Topic Sombrero. Now pick the topic and let's begin. It's the Topic Sombrero. This week's uh, Topic Sombrero submission comes from but I think you meant male nudity. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. Move? It's, that's what it says. Okay. Well, you'll see why I'm suspecting that was a mistake. Right. Hi, Allison. This is sort of a just me or everyone, but I can't imagine trying to express it in 140 characters. I'm a writer working in the entertainment industry, and recently one of my female coworkers was commenting on nudity in film and TV and the inequity of ubiquitous female nudity versus relatively rare male nudity. She wasn't overly upset about the issue, but she did make a point of saying it's sort of cosmically unfair. Aisha Tyler made a similar point recently on the Adam Carolla show. Because I know this woman pretty well, I asked her whether or not she was really saying that she'd like to see more wanks. She paused a moment and then said, no, I'm not really interested in seeing more male nudity. I just think it's unfair. But yeah, I don't get anything out of seeing some guy naked. In fact, I never really thought about it before, but I guess if I'm going to see a movie and there's going to be nudity, I'd rather it be a woman than a man. We started soliciting opinions on this very important topic and ultimately found out that of the four women in the office, three shared her perspective. Rather see female nudity than male. Of those, two were heterosexual, and the third was in a long-term relationship with a man, but has also had long-term relationships with women. The fourth woman basically dismissed the first three as crazy. Obviously, she'd much rather see naked dudes than naked girls. Duh. I was surprised that in the admittedly small sample size of my office, three out of four women held this viewpoint, though all said they had never given it any thought prior to this discussion. I wonder what's behind this. Is it that women are less visual? Is it that female form embodies beauty for both men and women, regardless of the viewer's sexual orientation? That women are curious about and judgmental of other women's bodies? These things, these are all platitudes I've heard repeated many times, but I have no direct evidence for. Perhaps it's none of these things, or a combination of factors. I wonder what you and your female coworker or guests think. Yes, this male has a, this male is a hair over 140 characters. Thanks for reading, Rich. Well, Rich. Um, yeah, it was interesting when Aisha was on the Adam Carolla show, she was saying, I forget what we were talking about that had male nudity in it, but she said something like, finally, you know, because it's unfair because it's like there's so much more female nudity, um, which I was a little surprised by that she would be excited that finally there's more, you know, dicks on TV because that's not something that I'm excited by. Um, she's, not, she's excited by the idea of it, but not the actual image. I don't. I can't remember what she said. I think she was saying like it's unfair for us ladies because there's not, there's not naked guys I on know, TV. But why? And call me a prude, but wouldn't the opinion then be maybe we should have less female nudity? Yeah, no. it's like it's, no, 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 I'm just saying. No. But if that's like a feminist, maybe or like a, like woman's point of view, wouldn't it be? Instead of like let's have more men nudity, right. maybe we should have less. Nudity in general, but I'm also kind of a prude, so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think you can't put that one back in the box is the idea, maybe. I don't maybe. know. Well, yeah. one, one thing is women women have more nude parts to show. They have three. They have That's boobs, true. That's badge, true. and butt. Uh, guys just have wiener and butt. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. 
Like, like the nipples don't count. A nip, like guys' nipples, could be in a rated G movie, whatever. Right. Um, so, so anyway, so if you see a boob, that's nudity, and that's like a big deal. But you know, if a guy does that, it's no big deal. So that's one reason why you're seeing seeing um, more uh, female nudity than men's. Also, another thing is wieners are funny looking. They're not. They're like nobody wants to see a wiener. Um, <laughs> yeah, like like women are just they're beautiful creatures. You know, the curves, everything's just like that's just the way humans are wired is like women are beautiful like that's why girls you see girls uh when they watch porn like oh i only watch girl and girl porn or they they only go to girl strip clubs uh i mean not only but you know a lot of girls do that um whereas like it's just because like the female body is just is beautiful whereas the we've, guy, we've all decided that it is yeah but the guy's body <clears throat> a naked male body is just is, is funny like think of yeah and that like for instance think of uh a, sh- a guy who's just bottomless, just wearing a shirt. It's hilarious. It's even more funny than the guy being completely naked. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like so. Like, I got like that. That's way more humiliating. Like if I had a dare, and it's like, oh, walk naked across that, you know, across the uh, the mall there. <laughs> I said mall, but um, I would actually say go bottomless because that's more funny and humiliating. I don't know yeah. why, but it's just yeah. Wieners. Nobody just says, oh, that's a nice wiener, like. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's my take on male nudity. Is I mean I don't mind it, but it's just it's it's just not as uh nice to look at, I guess. Well, that's I saw Full Frontal in a movie recently and I was surprised just because just I think that's just reaction of it's it's where seeing boobs in a movie is so nothing like we're so used to that. Um but seeing a, a guy full frontal nudity first it was just it was jarring cuz I realized how how infrequent it is to see that but also there is just something crass about a, a guy's penis right there yeah. on the screen in a way that <clears throat> a naked woman there's not that feeling of crassness but I, I think that's just that we're sort of um it's what we're used to i don't think it would have to be that way i yeah. think there's this feeling that like oh that's that's a lot of nudity yeah suddenly but that's just how we associate it but no i don't find myself I guess the issue of nudity in general doesn't isn't one that I spend a lot of time thinking about nudity in film. So I would agree though that there is that it's not equal. There's a lot more f- naked women than men, but I also don't think I'm bothered by that, but I wonder if I should be. Yeah, it might be right. just like just because you know we're so uncomfortable with it, that's why it's funny. Because we're laughing right. uncomfortably. Like, I mean, you think of like the Statue of David. That's a beautiful. Well, that's what I was just. That's a beautiful piece of art. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of. But then you nude think of like, men art, nude, like yeah. old school art. Yeah. That's naked men. Yeah. That's get, not weird. It's not weird. Also, out of they're usually out of proportion, though. It is out of proportion, yes. and there's no flopping. The flop, <laughs> the flopping around is funny. Like uh, for the movie Forgetting Sarah Marshall, um, Jason Segel like showed his wiener. I keep saying wiener. I don't know. That's just it's the, a funny it's, word. It's the funniest, <laughs> funniest word I can think of. Uh, um, yeah, it shows it uh, just you know flapping around. It's like a, one of the funniest parts of the movie. I think also the wiener, you know, exists in two states. Yeah. Do you feel like you're sort of disclosing a lot of information in a way? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, well, I, you can't show it erect. Like that. I think that that makes it NC-17 or something. I don't know. It's weird. Um, but I think there's a reason, like you're not allowed to show an erect penis, but, uh, <laughs> but you can show, you can show it flaccid. Right. I don't know. 
I don't know the rules, but there's like a there's a difference. I mean, obviously there's a there's a difference, but I mean there's a difference like in film. Right, too. right. But I don't I don't know the exact rules. Kaylin, thoughts on all this or Gary? Yeah, you could probably get away with like a half chub, but the full erect is not gonna happen yeah. anytime unless you're watching a porno. I feel like. Yeah, I'm I'm all for female nudity, but not male nudity. I don't I don't mind it, but I'm not clamoring for more. I'm, yeah. I thought that what the the guy who wrote in Rich, I thought that uh, his um, reasons for it were interesting. Like maybe it's because, um, well, men like it and women are kind of consumed by it as well. Right. Like because we think about our bodies a lot. Like we want to see what other women's bodies look right. like. I thought maybe that, that was pretty I do, interesting. Yeah, I think that's possible. Yeah. But I also, but I do also think that we all just have, whether we've signed off on it or it's socialized or it's inherent or whatever it is, like the naked female form is something that we've all, we all agree is beautiful. Men or men and women both agree that it is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, agreed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, it's better. It's more pleasing to look at, at least right now. I mean, who knows what, you know, the future holds for society, but right now it is. So that's why there's more female nudity Mm -hmm. because you could be, you could, uh, like, think of the most serious drama, and then all of a sudden, Wang, right on the screen, like, it, it'll take you out of it. Yeah, it did. So I saw that movie, How to Be a Man, um, Gavin McInnes, who was on the Adam Carolla show. That's his movie. And he's naked at the very beginning. Just not for very long, but it did. It Like I said, it was jarring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think what other movies I've seen that in. I guess it really isn't very common. No. I don't. Well, I don't well, think I've seen it, any. It, it's so uncommon that you pretty much remember every time you've seen it. Right. Yeah. Whereas I don't even blink when I see boobs. Yeah. So, there you go. And like, <laughs> and boobs can be. In, I make a point not to blink. <laughs> like boob. <laughs> boobs can be in PG thirteen movies. Like Titanic had Kate Winslet's boobs in it, and I remember that just because I was a kid and I was able to see boobs. Mm-hmm. So. Like yeah, they're just it's just the female form. The only reason they were in a PG thirteen movie is because it wasn't sexual as art. So that's right. Yeah, I saw that movie twice in the second, like in pretty short proximity. In the second time, I was like, oh my god, Leo, this no, oh, oh my god, <laughs> this movie's never ending. Really? Yeah, I really liked it the first time, even though it was three hours. I really liked it. So then I went back to see it again because that's how much I liked it, and I just like, oh, can't do it. It's pretty epic. How many times have you seen it? I've probably seen it four or five times. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Do you remember? Memorized? I, I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that scene where the, uh, spoiler alert, when the sh- uh, ship sinks and uh, the, the the couple's like inside just cuddling with each other as the water goes up. Man. Yeah. That's so sad. Come on. Come on, James. Come on, Jim. What are you doing with us? I know. It's heartrending. And then imagine Wiener. Boom. What? Right there. It take you, take you right out of it. It was what? You know, I've been having trouble with this word. I said heartrending. Yeah. But heart-wrenching? Yeah. Can't something rend your heart, too? Isn't heart-rending a thing? You know what? I don't care. I know what you mean, so I'm not going to... I thought you said (laughs) heart-wrenching. I wish I had. No, it sounded like you made a decision to say rending, so I've never heard that before. Maybe. Well, I think sometimes I say it, and maybe I'm wrong. Let's find out. Can you look it up? Heart-rending. It sounds it's like... It's not heart-rending. It's, <laughs> there's no heart-rending? I don't think so. I've made like it. I've never heard Fixing it. your heart. Heart-rending. I've walked this earth for as many years as I have. <laughs> 30-something. 
but really, really close to 40. And I've been saying heartrending, and that's not a word this whole time. It is. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, it appears to be a thing. It's an old-fashioned term oh, that we used in my youth. I... <laughs> what is it? It's the same thing as heart wrenching. Oh. oh wow! I, now I feel like a jerk. No, no, no! Why? I called her out. <laughs> yeah, but I agreed. Oh. It's okay. I'm just happy to have another word. Another to word. Use. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Now you and listeners, now you know too. I would like to know from the listeners: Does anyone out there use heart rending? People are probably breaking their pencils as we had that argument. Like it is real. <laughs> Dang it, Gary and Chris. Let's do just me or everyone. Sometimes I ponder. All right, Laurel Crisafuli says, just me or everyone, not weird when your dog is in the bedroom during sex. Super weird when the dog your dog sitting is. Um, I could totally see that. But I don't know if I agree that it's not weird when your dog is in the room. No. It is weird. I think it might. I don't, I don't have a dog, but that would be weird, for, I think. That's what, what I'm saying. What I are they going to do? Dog or dog sitting dog. <laughs> Well, it's not the who they're going to tell. <laughs> Have you not seen Best in Show? <laughs> it's just the feeling of, oh, there's two eyes on us, and they're attached to a dog. They do it, they do it in front of us. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I'm just saying I, I just think it's a little bit weird. What about when um, when you're uh, – oh my gosh, I hate bringing up pooping on the ship. When you're pooping, does Oliver hang out in the bathroom with you? Yeah. Ever? Yeah. Well, any anytime I'm in the bathroom, he wants to oh, okay. hang out. And then – Two eyes on you there. He, but yeah, but he'll also like try to jump up and put his paws on my legs and like he want like he when he was little he wanted to just if so I had my this is way too much info like pants around my ankles. I no, that's not too much info. We all know that that's how. No, I want you to think that I go to the bathroom through my pants, <laughs> <laughs> and he'd want to climb in and sit there. It was really cute. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, Oliver's all around. Remember? Do you remember as kids, like at least Gary and Kaylin would, like when we we would pee, we would just go full ankle, like just pull pull the pants down all the way. Oh yeah. And sit. Sure. Like no, grade, to stand. Grade, yeah, you'd grade, stand. Yeah. yeah, you'd stand and pee like that. It's just it's so funny. Wait, what do you do now? You just you just unzip your pants, hold them up, and yeah, go to the bathroom. Oh. Yeah, we don't. We don't. We, there's not a lot of bare butts on the urinals. You're not going into a men's room and seeing a bunch of like bare asses at the urinals. Although that does happen uh, every once in a while, it's funny. Like people do as a guys people do, as, do a joke. it as a joke. Yeah. It's hilarious. But the problem it's is, the problem funny. is is that they do it. At, people tend to do that at like baseball games and shit. And it's like, all right, well that's funny, but your clothes are all sitting in a puddle of urine. <laughs> so gross. I uh, saw. So, oh, but life. how far down do you? You don't. They don't go down. Yeah. You just unzip it and just kind of yeah. move them out of the way. Yeah. I mean, once they're unzipped, it's out of the way pretty yeah. much. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, one, what day, is one the... day you might see it in a film. <laughs> so what is the point of a fly in pants that don't fasten – or pants that are like elastic or sweatpants or something like that? A fly in sweatpants? Or underwear. The underwear have? The oh, flap, I mean. The only underwear. reason, it's to get through the fly in your jeans or your pants. Right. Like, if I don't want to take off my belt, I'll just go straight fly and then, and then like, and then yeah. open the curtains on the uh, boxers there. 
I that's what I that's what I assumed. Wait, I men don't do did. that very often. I assumed but. men did that, but then I thought, and perhaps I thought it was on on this show that I was told that no, you don't really just go straight through the fly. Sometimes you do. Um, like when I when I'm trying to stealth pee, I'll do it. Um, like you know, it's more of an anomaly to do it that way. Yeah, that's more of a situational. Right. Like if I'm trying to pee in a place where I'm not supposed to be peeing, you you do the fake cell phone, which gets you out of a lot of things. Uh, you just pretend you're talking on the phone and you just go. Um, through the fly. And but you, the reason that you generally fall. don't is because there's just more material to navigate? It's it, it's actually kind of faster not to do it, I think. Because yeah. you have to thread the and needle? There's, yeah, and there's, <laughs> and there's less <laughs> chance of, of zipping. Yeah. Oh. All right. Always for me. It's more of a hassle for me. Richard Amoroso says, Just me or everyone, when someone in front of me can't parallel park, I just want to get out of my car and do it for them. Why aren't you there when I can't parallel park? <laughs> I, if someone's behind me waiting for me to parallel park, I just leave. (laughs) (laughs) I'm too scared. I can't can't deal with that pressure. That is too horrible. (laughs) That's how I am, too. Yeah, no way. Unless I get it on the first time. Right. But if it's... If I can tell that I'm getting psyched out. Yeah. 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 No parallel parking issues for you? Not really. And I, I do like helping people parallel park. I mean... It's a nice thing to do. So yeah, if I see someone parallel parking and it looks like they're in trouble, I'll I'll do the uh, the hands. Oh, that's so nice. That is nice. Yeah. Nick Wareine says, as a non-believer, I look around the room when people pray and love making eye contact with like-minded people. As a believer, sometimes <laughs> I open my eyes to see who's, who's not. doing that. Because <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious to make eye contact with people during prayers. <laughs> I don't. In my entire life of being in rooms where people are praying, I don't think I've ever. Made eye contact with people. Because if I open my eyes, I've always done it real, like, stealthily. Like, I just want to see what's going on. Oh, that's hilarious. But, yeah, I don't think I've ever actually made eye contact. With my nieces and nephews, it's always like, Jenna had her eyes open during the prayer. <laughs> but how do they I always get, they exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah, I always get told kids, on. You, you never know. Like, uh, <laughs> in, in Catholic, in uh, Mass, Catholic Mass, you'd hold the people's hands next to you when you do a prayer. And, you know, if you're... You know, with your brother or something, you just cr- try to crush each other's yes. hands as hard as you can. You know, um, yeah, that's just like because you don't really know what's going on, or you don't. I don't. You don't fully understand. Right, it. right. Sean Eckhart says, even when my dog isn't in the building I'm in, I still don't leave food in places she can reach just in case. Well, but she's not in the building. But it's Wait. still good to not leave food in places the animals can get. I guess. Oh, I see what, like, so that the dog won't get them. Yes. Gotcha. Hmm. I guess then I don't do that. Just keep the habit up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why not? Like, when he's at work and his dog is at home, is that what he's saying? No, I think he's saying when his dog isn't at his house. Oh. Uh, like right. Maybe yes, he I would probably do that, I would too. imagine it spreads to his office, too. If you're in that habit, that's just probably yeah, just what stay, you do. Just stay in the habit. I mean, like, my friends and I, we... We sometimes play this game. You know that circle game where if you hold the circle below your waist and then you, Gary yes, knows it and you look and you oh, get yeah. socked. Well, wait, we, wait, wait, what? If you can put a, if you can put like a little circle beneath your waist and get somebody else to look at it, then you have a free shot to punch them. Yeah, so it, it's a game like guys play. Like you, you make a circle with your forefinger, your index, and your thumb, and you put it below your waist. And if you, if you get a guy to look, they, uh, then uh, if he looks, then you lose mm-hmm. and you get punched. Um, so we would play that. But instead of what doing a fun that, game. 
I know it's it's, it's stupid. But... Girls do it on their boobs. <laughs> <laughs> we, I would lose every time. Um, we would play it, but we would do it where if, if you look, you have to lie down no matter where you're standing. Oh, yeah. So that's it's a fun. little more fun, and uh, um, so we would do it, and we still do it. It's just it's stupid, but you know you get you, you get your friends to do stupid things. So we do it like at bars at anywhere, and you just lie down. And everyone's just like, "Why is he doing that?" You have to lie down for five seconds and then get up. So and it's gross floors, things like mm-hmm. that. So. I was always in the habit of never looking below people's waists, even like people who didn't know. Even the game. at someone's wedding ring, <laughs> his hand was above his waist. <laughs> okay. Gosh, I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I don't think he does. Oh. Um. Anyways, yeah. So I would always make sure not to, and I didn't look at people's below people's waists for years. I still don't. So people could have had not been wearing pants, but wearing a shirt, and you wouldn't have known. Yep. <laughs> they could be bottomless. Javier Juarez Jr. says, just mirror everyone, get a little embarrassed sometimes when explaining to the doctor what, he says, what, what is wrong with me? But I think he just means could be Dr. What. what. <laughs> okay. Get a little embarrassed sometimes when explaining to Dr. What, what is wrong with me? <laughs> um, no, I don't think I do that. Uh, some uh, people might be embarrassing. Like, depends on what it is. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. Like, just, just spit it out. I mean, there's a reason you're there. Sometimes I get embarrassed. But I think that's just, I mean, even for simple, like, I threw up tons yeah. of times or I have diarrhea. I mean, like, <laughs> gross things. Yeah. I mean, not that that happens a lot yeah. to me. Yeah, but that, I'm, that, that's there fine. But things. I mean, Maybe, that could be yeah, like, I guess I, I get a little sheepish. There's, like sure. a, there's a gerbil yeah. in my butt. Like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, like, to explain that to, right. to the doctor. Like, that's I don't know how it got there. I don't <laughs> either, but it shocked me and made yeah. me laugh. I was sitting and I was bottomless. But, <laughs> well, see, we play this game where you make a little circle, <laughs> and I must have just laid down around gerbils. Just Dawn says, these back in high school college dreams have to stop at some point, right? Hashtag more like nightmares. Yes, but I still have them. I've never had one. You haven't? No. Oh, I actual, have. Like actual dreams? Like yeah, a dream, dream oh. that I am... Well, the, it's never it's never a dream that makes sense. It's never like I had a dream that I was starting my sophomore year. It's always like it starts somewhere else, and then all of a sudden I'm back on campus, but I'm the person that I am now. But I'm still moving into a dorm room, and there's a something weird about that. And then I'm like worried because I'm trying to get classes, or I'm in a class, or I have a test in a subject that I didn't even know I was enrolled in, and I have to get the credits for graduation. I mean, like it's just a bunch of. It's not always all of that, but it's just like a weird anxiety dream that takes place in college. Well, I mean, it's just such a like you know formative part of your life. Yeah. Do you do you think dreams mean anything? Um, I do. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think that if you talk long enough about a dream, you'll kind of get at whatever it was that caused you to have the dream in the first place. Usually, like like let's say you had a dream, you you you, like there were a recurring dream, like you like falling every time, like off like you know like a bridge or something. Um, like, do you think that would mean something like you're trying to find out what that means or is it just like, Oh, I just can't stop thinking about that. Like, is there a sign? I would think think that would mean something. One time I had a dream. I had been extremely stressed out and heartbroken and, um, it had been a few months of feeling bad about it and I was starting to feel better. And one night I had a dream that my hair fell out. And I know that sounds like it sounds awful, but it actually was very like freeing in the dream. And I remember waking up feeling like, oh, I feel so good. And then I looked it up on the internet and they said that that's a very common dream to have when you have like actually and officially let something go out of your life. Oh, that's good. And I was like, 
that's how I feel. So I'm glad, like, I totally bought into that. Like, that makes mm. perfect sense because I do feel better. And it was such a relaxing dream. And so ever since that one in particular, I've tried to pay attention to my dreams a little bit because I'm like, maybe my dreams are telling me more about my life mm-hmm. I try than to I realize. dreams too. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think that they really mean something. Um, sometimes it's just like day residue, something that happened during the day kind of comes up in your dream. But other times, like, I think it's a lot, it's even like your subconscious, like coming up and yeah. showing itself to you while you're sleeping. Do you have recurring dreams or things that you dream about often? No, I don't have any recurring dreams, but I try and remember the ones that I do have that are really vivid. I had night terrors as a kid where I would like get up and run around and do weird things in my sleep. And it was the same dream every time. What was it? It was um, that the room was closing in, basically. And it was like I had to get out of it. And I had a very like limited amount of time to get out of the room. And it was this like big dark mass that was coming over. And like it was terrifying. And I hated it. And in my dreams, I seemed very rational about it. Like, I'm like, okay, I have to go this way and get out of here. But my family always said that from their point of view, it was very irrational. But my mom talked to someone about it and they said, you just have to, like, let them go through this phase and don't stop them because you can't wake them up. Mm -hmm. It'll make it worse. Um, So she would just, like, let me – like, one time I took a shower. One time (laughs) I moved my – like, redid my brother – like, moved all these things out of my brother's closet. Like, I would do weird stuff. But it was a – that ended by the time I was – I mean, I don't really actually remember how old I was when they stopped. But they just stopped organically, and I haven't ever had one since. Do you have any idea what the, like, stressor was in your life, if there was one? Uh, Not really. I mean, there's always things like my parents were having problems and things like that, but I don't really know if it was that. I'm an anxious person in general, so I think it was just – I would have, like, really bad anxiety. And my brother said he has – we actually discovered this um, in the last couple of years as I lived here because he lives like a half hour from where I live now. And so we hang out a lot more. And we discovered that we have very a very similar dream that we both had when we were kids. Oh, so, so this nightmare is very similar to his. And he's like, yeah, it was terrible. But he didn't act like I did where I would get up. Um, but, yeah, I think I just, I just had like a lot of anxiety as a little kid, hmm. which I think is why – in the last episode, we talked about how I didn't really want to grow up a lot. I think because growing up meant like, oh, I'm going to have more stress. Mm-hmm. But I'm way better at managing that now. Although it is true. Growing up does give you a little bit more yeah. stress. <laughs> I found being a kid to be really stressful, though, I have to say. Not that my life is free of stress now, but for me, I think not being in control and being at the mercy of other people and having to depend on them – was a big source of stress for me. So when I turned 16 and I could get my license and I could get myself where I wanted to go, that was a huge, huge thing for me. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. If you put me now in a kid's body, um, like I wouldn't, I'd probably feel a lot more stressed. But then I didn't, I didn't really know any better. So yeah, I had a great time. Really? Oh. Yeah. I wish I could have been that way. Yeah. Hmm. I was always like thinking and figuring stuff out, and I hated asking for help. I so I would just figure things out myself, which was in the end way more stressful than just asking a question. That's so interesting, though, that you're not supposed to wake kids up when they do stuff like that. Because I went through a phase where I would talk in my sleep and like get up and get out of bed and go have conversations. And I, my parents did 
try to wake me up. And it was always really frustrating for me. Yeah. Because they'd be like, you're asleep. And I'd be like, I'm not. And then I'd, yeah. And I'd like be like, where did they go? Or I just keep asking these questions that had to do with like my dream logic. And they, they didn't make any sense until the last time I ever had this. It was always when one thing was different. Um, like for whatever reason, I was not sleeping where I normally slept or this on this last night that I ever did it. My sister, I don't know why, was sleeping in my room and a sleeping bag on the floor. And like that was just like one little thing in my environment different. And that would, would allow it to happen. So I know I like woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, where did they go? I remember that's what I was asking. Where did they go? Um, who? Mom and that man. Oh. <laughs> Which I know it sounds creepy, but I don't I don't know what it was about and she's like what and i'm like where did they go and she's like what and and then i'm like never mind i'm talking in my sleep and that was the last time i ever did it like i stopped myself i woke myself up from it um but yeah i was always whenever anyone would be like what you know you're you're asleep it was very frustrating for me oh yeah well and i can remember a few times of her trying to stop it and it was the exact same thing like you don't know what you're talking about you know because you're because everyone's always frustratingly calm and you're like no you don't understand there's like some emergency happening (laughs) exactly so they just let it happen and they said it was totally scary and weird but (laughs) the last time that's happened to me it was on the school bus trip i went on oh yeah and everybody was sleeping there were two guys driving and supposedly i just like get up and I get a roll of duct tape and I like pull a piece like like kind of off it and I just like stop the bus. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. Stop the bus and that was it. And then yeah, I don't I don't I barely remember it, but yeah. So and then make... you went back to sleep or yeah, yeah, I just went back to sleep. But I get made fun of about that constantly. <laughs> You're like an action hero in your dreams or something. Yeah, I was trying to do something right. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> B. Slammon says, I only feel motion sickness when I'm standing in front of an elevator in a small building and it shakes the floor upon arrival. Nope. No, I feel motion sickness in no tons of places. Me yeah. too. Is that how you meant it, Gary? Yeah, absolutely. Do you get car sick? Oh, you do, right? No. Or no, Matt does. Matt does the way I drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, where I... do you get motion sick? Small boats. Mm-hmm. When I'm reading in the car. Yep. Pretty much. Every time. It's... It's weird. It's like it's not even small boats. It's like medium-sized boats, like ones that'll fit like ten, twelve people to go fishing or something. Mm-hmm. Like I don't do very well, but like a small like speedboat or like something that you would just take out in the ocean in Newport, like no problem. Cruise liner, no problem. But and I don't have problems with cars at all. I can, I get sick. I can get I can get sick on like any kind of boat. I got sick on or not actually throwing up, but really felt awful on um like a hundred car ferry which i didn't this, that was the first time i'd ever been on a ferry that big but something like that you're really not supposed to get seasick on i think because it doesn't rock around that much but i was dying mm. i get sick on windy roads yeah if i'm not looking ahead like if i'm not sitting in front um yeah so like we i went with adam uh we drove through a 17 mile drive which is like pebble beach area because it's just a beautiful area and the whole time I just felt like throwing up while everyone's like, oh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> like, I'm going to puke. <laughs> was he driving? No. Um, Matt DeAndre was. But, you know, still either way. Just, I can't do it. Or I can't, like, ride backwards on trains. Was he like drinking? Yeah. Huh? Was he drinking? I don't know. No. He was not. Bullshit. Yeah, I can't do the backwards riding thing either. Yeah. I have, or, like, sideways is I, I could put up with it. But, yeah, just, I, I need to see where I'm going. Right. Yeah, I get really sick. Alex P. says, watching Jeopardy at home, I never answer in form of question. No point breaking out full pads for practice. Yes. Daniel what and is I. Yes. 
<laughs> Daniel and I don't answer in the form of a question. We just yell it out. I just shout it out if I know it, which I'm usually really excited about, and then I shout it because mm-hmm. I'm so happy I finally know an answer. So you're saying from 7 to 7.30, <laughs> if I was cruising outside of your apartment, I'd just hear, like, chicken! Yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, no, because, oh, I should, when, on the last episode, when we talked about shows we watched together, that Jeopardy is one of them, we DVR it, and Good. then we watch it. <laughs> so you, it's between 7 and 7.30, no. But, but at some point. In the night, somebody, yes. One of your neighbors is walking down to their car and hears, like, Waffle. Yeah, and you'd also at a certain point hear me go, don't yell it out, don't yell it out. Because <laughs> that's the rule in Final Jeopardy. You can't yell it out until everyone's right. ready to go. <laughs> uh, no, I think you should answer in full. Break out the full pads for practice, just in case you ever do get on that show. You don't want to be caught you know, not asking the question. Daniel it's and part I of the game. That's what makes Jeopardy Jeopardy. Are convinced. We always joke about that school that you go to when you get on Jeopardy. We're convinced that there's got to be like some secret Jeopardy training school or training message boards or train. I don't know. Like I feel like there must be some someone somewhere has laid out the strategy so that when you get onto Jeopardy, you just bone up on whatever and you know that the strategy is this or something. I don't know because it's like I wonder. Like they must memorize all the presidents. Or at least yeah. brush up on it before they go back on. And they must know to do certain things. Do the losers get to keep the money? No. I oh. don't think so. Because I would just like answer like a $200 question and just call it a day. <laughs> because you can lose, you know, if you get it wrong, right. you lose it. But, yeah, that, that was my strategy growing up. Now I have no strategy when, when I'm on Jeopardy. Without, I know. Like they, um, you know, they don't say the whole name of the category. Which I'm assuming must be to save time. Mm. Or they'll oftentimes just say the last name of someone, which I'm assuming is so they don't – because if you say the first name and the last name, that gives you more of a chance to mess it up. Yeah. Just I'm saying sure. these are the things. Trick. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure there are tons of tricks. Ken Jennings has probably written a book about it. Right. Exactly. Tony DeCoste says, the overwhelming guilt associated with overeating has completely ruined almost every holiday. Just me or everyone? Mm. Never. No. I kind of need Stuck some of that guilt. Yeah. <laughs> it depends. I do get guilt. I mean, because, like, right now, I can eat, it feels like forever. Like, I, I rarely get full. Like, I, like, I always grew up finishing my plate. Um, and, like, even when I'm really full, I always still try to finish it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it feels weird leaving food behind. Um, so, and then, you know, and then 30 minutes later, when I can't move, I'll, I'll feel really guilty. I think for me, guilt over overeating, because I do have that that kind of guilt and the, those kind of feelings are sort of a constant in my life. It's like I'm always either dieting or I'm feeling guilty, which is no way to go through life, but, you know, whatever. Um, but that is not during the holidays. Usually I'll, like, give myself a break during the holidays. Like, for my birthday, I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm eating all the carbs. Yeah. All the carbs. <laughs> but well, it's also work. It, it was research. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Thank you for reminding you me. You can write trip. off all that stuff. That trip is just a tax write-off. <laughs> exactly. All one. <laughs> but we were at a restaurant, and I overheard the waitress asking the people near us, you know, can I get you a dessert? And they're like, no, we're on vacation, and we have been, like, putting everything we've come across in our mouth for the last three weeks and blah, blah, blah. And I oh, had this ow. feeling of, like... <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't that it, that wasn't how she said it, it basically like, we've been non-stop eating for three weeks and i felt this weird sadness in the pit of my stomach for them just because 
they actually looked fit and fine and whatever. But three weeks of eating whatever you want can torpedo a diet. And I feel like I could gain 15 to 20 pounds in three weeks of eating everything I wanted. You, the fact that three, three weeks can do that much damage to a diet. Um, and then I was thinking, at least I felt better about the fact that for me, it was just one day of gluttony as opposed to because three weeks is like that's like losing all control and mm-hmm. i realize that i sound like someone who does not have a healthy relationship with food as i'm talking right now but i think i also sound like an american woman no i mean even the most fit people i know have a, a cheat day yeah yeah where they, so, just, they just go nuts yeah so i think that but you know who the people who are able to do that are people who exercise a ton yeah yeah i feel like that like crossfit people like yeah. aisha tyler Exactly. Mm. Or your sister. Yeah. Does she have a cheat day? Uh-huh. It's usually, I think, I think hers is Sunday, I want to say. And does she do paleo every other day of the week? No, she's not that good. But she's pretty good. I The paleo thing is killing me. I've got like 8,000 friends right now doing it. Are they doing CrossFit as well? Because I think they kind of go hand in hand. What, what's paleo Some again? of them. It's the caveman diet. So you only eat things that a caveman would eat. Nuts, Sticks. berries. Yeah. Sticks. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds... How, Sad. So that's really what it is. You would only eat things a caveman would eat. Yeah, like no processed or refined things. So no, no oh, bread. In its most natural form. Yeah, yeah. no rice. Do probably. You cook? It's a Maybe lot like rice. raw. It's, yeah, it sounds like raw. It's a lot like that. But they eat. They'll eat a steak that's oh, cooked. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah, but, but no, that's about, like that's about the extent. No of it, crackers, like grilling or, or boiling something. Right. No, no French fries. I'm sure no French fries, no, right? Oh, definitely not. But they could eat potatoes, right? Sure. No? Yeah. But not fried. Right. But most I don't think would. I think a potato would be too far for them. They would <laughs> honestly right. it no, would be a, right. it would be like a, a squash or something instead of a potato. Right. That's right. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was, I was like, gonna let it go. Dang it. I just wanted to raise my eyebrows. <laughs> It's like a third uh, one, like you say potato, I say potato. Genesis, Genesis says potato. potato. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know what you need as you get fit for swimsuit season or just any old time? The No-No Pro. Mm. Uh, the No-No Pro is a hair removal device. It is about the size of a cell phone. You just glide it along your skin. It removes the hair. It is absolutely painless. That is part of the reason that I love the No-No Pro because I'm a wimp and I don't like things that are uncomfortable. I don't like things that are painful. And the No-No Pro, you can't even feel. That's how painless it is. It's unfeelable, which is probably not even a word. Uh, the Nono Pro is 35% stronger than ever before because more and more, well, I don't know if it's because, but I know that more and more men are using their wife or girlfriend's Nono Pro. So Nono said, hey, dudes, get your own. And here's one. The Nono Pro is 35% stronger. Uh, and there's five treatment levels to customize your treatment. And it has a clear panel that allows you to watch the hair being removed as it's removed. So not only is it a hair removal device, it's a show. I mean, if your expectations are low, it's kind of a show. But you can, you can see exactly what's happening as it is happening, weeks of long-lasting results. Um, and the No-No Pro works on all skin types, all hair colors, safe and effective for both men and women. 
There's a special offer that we've arranged for you guys, my listeners, and here's what you get in the offer. You get the No-No Pro device. You get an exclusive facial kit. You get a travel case so you can take it wherever you go, and it's quite snazzy travel case, if I do say so. If you order it online, you get a free gift card, and the entire purchase is backed by No-No's triple guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied, they'll refund the purchase price, refund the shipping, and even pay for you to ship it back to them. You don't risk a penny to try No-No today. Call for details. Terms and conditions may apply. So here's how you get this special offer. Go to nonoprobestfriend.com or call 800-336-1665. Again, that's nonoprobestfriend or call 800-336-1665. Okay. Thank you guys so much for listening and thank you all for being on the show. We have a ringtone available. Hey, 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 go fuck yourself. You need this. Thank you for having us. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you for having us. You're welcome. You need this ringtone. Uh, get it by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself in the uh, – on. sorry. Get it by searching Hey Go Fuck Yourself on your iPhone in the iTunes store. And we have a special bonus episode available recorded live at the LA Podcast Festival with Doug Benson and Matt Costa and many of the Thursday group. But not Kaylin because he wasn't around yet and not Jenna because she wasn't available that day. But it's a good show nonetheless. $1.99 in the comedy album section of the iTunes store. If you're going to buy something on Amazon, which why wouldn't you? They have everything. You could buy a potato. <laughs> 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 or that Ken Jennings handbook, presumably. Um, click through the banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. It doesn't cost you anything extra. It does help out the show. I was trying to work heartrending into there somewhere, but it's heartrending if you don't. Mm. Yeah. There. That was there you go. A not worth it callback. Uh, yeah. So click through the Amazon banner on my website, alisonrosen.com. Okay. Also... That might be it. Am I forgetting anything? I don't think I am. Okay. Follow me on Twitter at Allison Rosen. Follow the show's Twitter feed at A-R-I-Y-M-B-F. You can email us, A-R-I-Y-M-B-F at AdamCarolla.com. Follow Gary on Twitter at G. Patrick Smith for – well, Matt's not here, but if he were, he would say go to ThereWillBeSpoilers.com to hear some show about something that there will be. Chris? Uh, <laughs> tune Great in. pluck. Uh, to uh, Allison Rose is your new best friend next Thursday, the return of Matt Fondelier. Oh, thank you. Were you going to say something, Gary? Is he really coming back? <laughs> he is, unfortunately, yeah. I'm, I plugged it. It's true. It's he plug. just plugged it. I was just going to add an O oh! to the end of your, your Matt impression. <laughs> thank you. Make sure it got the full effect. Thank you. Jenna? Uh, follow me on Twitter. My DVD's coming soon. That's exciting. Yes. Yep. We're getting closer and closer. Mm, closer. So get ready to buy it. Get ready to click through the Amazon link on Allison's website. Thank you. To go buy it. Perfect. Awesome. And so we can follow you on Twitter at Jenna, Jenna Kim, Kim Jones. Jones. Yes. And Kaylin, you still don't have anything to plug, do you? Yeah, I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Kaylin's Corner. That's what you can plug. Kaylin's Corner. <laughs> still waiting. Kaylin will be sitting on my couch sneezing if anyone needs him. <laughs> Season quick. So come over. Or something else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I love you. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen show? Show. Allison 
Thanks for listening to the show, everyone. Just as a reminder, this episode is brought to you by NoNo. To get your NoNo and take advantage of the exclusive offer for my listeners, go to nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. That's nonobestfriend.com or call 800-508-4815. And just a reminder, this show was sponsored by BlueApron.com. That's BlueApron.com slash Allison. Go to BlueApron.com slash Allison.